You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. Well, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Uh Uh-oh. No, no. Let's start that again. How are you doing Uh, this morning, Mike? I'm doing great. I can't wait to get going. Okay. All right. Well, let's start this up. Tampa Bay and the New York Giants. You know, for a while there, I thought, okay, it was a Tom Brady show, uh, and, and, and rightfully so. The announcers made sure you understood that. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, for a while there, I, I, I noticed the Patriots, uh, excuse me, Patriots, uh, Freudian stuff, the uh, Buccaneers couldn't score. It, it was a 17-10 game, and I, I kept thinking, well, you know, keep messing around, keep messing around, but Daniel Jones looked disoriented and the whole offense looked disoriented you know that's daniel jones i've never been a fan because he can flash and be really good but he'll just miss for no reason he just misses you know on these critical throws and that's he's been that way his whole career and then he'll catch fire and go on a streak but he's got that in him and he's got those dumb throws he just can't shake him under pressure he's just not very good he just hasn't been so but i think that uh defensively their plan was good for for the buccaneers you know they made him go the long way you know they they didn't give him any big chunks to speak of in, the, in that first half they made him just kind of dink him to death and but you know what for the for him you look at that camera from behind ron you know the the qb camera how they show it from behind right it was like 7 on 7 there i mean he's it was like he was throwing a 7 on 7 drill with no pass rush there's zero pass rush from no. the giants zero. no yeah. And that's the thing that's gotten him flustered is, uh, you know, when you real people have really gotten after him, they've been successful. And that's when he has those errant throws and he panics a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So three turnovers that that'll get you killed every single time. Uh, well, they were just Giants. ugly turnovers, just stupid right. turnovers, you know? Yeah. And it's They're going to lose the defense because the defense is in there slugging it out. They're not real good on defense, but they're good enough to win. You're right. No, that's right. They were in there slugging it out. And and the uh, I like the Bradbury kid in uh, the corner. He 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 does what he can, but there's not a lot, not a lot going on up front. Uh, but like you said, they they do what they can do. So uh, Buccaneers with a relative easy one for them, thirty to ten. Uh, let's move on to the other games, Mike, and I'll start with the Kansas City-Dallas game. And I think you mentioned this last week, that you felt like Kansas City has now gotten their groove back a little bit, and they've, it starts with the quarterback. They've been able to settle Mahomes down or redirect Mahomes, whatever term you want to use, but you can see now they, they're starting to look like the older Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they've got to keep a leash on them. There was a one plan, there, Ron, I don't know if you noticed it, but they got down the end in the red zone, I think it was the first or second quarter, and they ended up coming away with a field goal. On the third down throw, he missed over on the left side some, somehow. I don't re- remember. But the camera flashed to 
he coming off the field and talking to Eric Ben and Eric is asking what happened. Yeah. And he was, I remember that. He was waking his hands, telling this, that, and the other thing. And, and Eric yeah. Ben just looked at him and just shook his head. You know? I saw that. That was strange. Yeah. So that was, yeah. My point there is, uh, I think that's what he's been in the last two to three weeks. And they got to put a leash on him and say, listen, the ball's supposed to go there, then the ball should go there. And if it's covered, then you go over here. But don't just start making this stuff up and going off on your own because you think you can do that, you know. And right. that's what gets him in trouble. And you've got to keep a tight leash on him because he's he's so talented. He has so much confidence in his ability. He'll just throw it where he wants to, and you cannot have a quarterback do that. Yeah. You know a guy that is still – doing something very uncharacteristic for him. And, and, and you always make the point, well, the ball placement wasn't excellent. But Travis Kelsey is dropping more balls than I've ever seen him drop. It's interesting that you said that because a week ago, I think he'd had like two or three drops in the, in the game. And it's interesting that you said that because he's been such a big playmaker for them. And then all of a sudden he's yeah. kind of gotten quiet too. Yeah, and I, I don't know what – what's going on there. It could be a number of things. Uh, but here's the thing that happened with the Chiefs. You know, the defensive coordinator there, Spagnuolo, I know really well. And Spags is yeah. creative. He takes what he has and does the best he can. But in the past few weeks, um, they really kind of just kept the ball in front of them, didn't give up any big plays. They weren't pressuring a lot, and they didn't play a lot of man. Against Dallas, they went after him. Obviously, they didn't think much of their offensive line. And then, you know, they're a shorter receiver, too, and they just locked up with those receivers and just shut them down. Now, on the other side of that run, Dallas Cowboys come into this game. You got a, the best one-two punch in football. I don't care who, you know, better than Cleveland, better better than anybody. Those two backs combined, if you let them run. They're, Pollard and Zeke, they sure yes. are. Boy, they are something else. The first series or two, they didn't touch the ball. Yeah. Now, you're playing Kansas City who can explode and, and score points. What do you do? You keep that Running team ball. off the field. You're, you grind it out. You take it down there, and you're missing some receivers anyway, right? Um, it, you know, it, and get the ball to the tight end. And then when you're getting blitzed, you get all this man-to-man coverage. It's just all these one-on-one routes outside. Guys can't get off the press. So what you have to do you start crossing routes and you start motioning guys and switch releasing and get the ball to, to the back out of the Pollard out of the backfields dynamite and yeah. you beat it, but they didn't do any of that. They just sat in this. I just think that they went into this game with a very poor image of what Kansas City's defense was going to be. And Spags coached him on it basically. And I think the Cowboys just had a horrible game plan. I don't blame the players for any of that other than the Cowboy mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you caught it, but at one point in the game, Troy Aikman said, well, I don't know what the game plan coming in was, but you've got to be able to run the ball and you should be running the ball. And they weren't running the ball. No. And that was his way of saying, run the damn ball. Kansas City finishes a game. Look at my stats real quick. They finished the game 126 yards rushing total or net. And the Cowboys had 82 that's absurd. That, that's that's that's, that's a absurd. complete flip of what you. Yeah, I guess really not a not a real good historically a real good KC defense, you know. And no, when they're no. blitzing, here's what I know. Remember uh, um, Jimmy Johnson from Philadelphia. Jimmy, you know, John, yep, Jimmy yeah, Johnson, the old DC. All the yeah. crazy blitzes he had. Yeah, and we were always able to beat them. And the way we beat them is we ran the football into the blitzes. And you hit a crack and you're out the gate, you know, and, and yeah. 
when you have all those pressures, you just don't have a lot of gap control, you know, and you start getting teams running the football and you have some bad plays running, but you just, with those two backs against that team, you got to get them started. You got to get them going. Otherwise it's a one dimensional game. And it's a, you know, that offensive line right now, you know, they just couldn't block them. And then they were, and then <laughs> they left guys free coming off the edge. The tackle did, they were confused. So the offensive line play was horrendous. The I think the game plan for them was horrendous. They did not adjust during the game at all. I don't blame the Cowboy players for this. This is a coaching snafu there all the way, and I think that they need to take a good look at that. It's a little bit like Buffalo. You got a big-time quarterback like that, and you're going to – you got two coordinators just kind of uh, – they get caught up in whammy-bammy all over the field throwing it, you know, and the numbers and all that stuff, and – that's what's happened to Buffalo, too. They've abandoned the running game. Mike, is it the head coach's responsibility uh, while that is going on in a game to, to say to your guy, okay, look, I know what you came in here with, but that crap ain't working. Here's what we need to do right now. Is, is that what the head coach needs to do? You know, you need to do that as a head coach. There's no question, but it should never get to that. I, mean, I know. If you're a coordinator and you see what's going on out there, you, there just was no adjustment whatsoever. And and I didn't, I don't remember the the comment by Troy Aikman, but you know that was a good point. And at that point, at the second half, even if you're down, you know whatever it was, 10, 14 points, whatever it was, you still climb your way back in the game by running the football. That's what you do. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just, if I'm, if, okay, in talking about that game, that's Kellen Moore, the, the offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. If I'm McCarthy, whether it's halftime or somewhere in the first quarter, I say, look, run the damn ball. Okay. I don't care what you drew up, what we practice all week, just start running the damn ball. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And, that, and that's that. You can't, this ain't a nice conversation and it's not meant to be nice. Well, you and, mentioned and his, his defense, he's been really good and he's run the ball. Yeah, well. I, yeah he still right. gets caught up in the, you know, just throwing it down the field because he's got right. that quarterback and, and the receivers to do it. But it's about winning football games and protecting your defense, too. And you, you've got to be able to do that. Right. right. That's my point. Yeah. He, you know, kids done a nice job, but now we're struggling. So. He needed to politely be reminded. Uh, we have pretty two pretty good running backs. Let's use them. Well, even at yeah. that, Ron, just you just change what you're doing in the passing game too. You're not going <laughs> to sit back there and hold the ball and throw it down the field. You just got to get it out of there quick, you know, yeah. as quickly as you can. So, in Kansas City, did a great job of coaching on both sides of the ball. Spags got to him. He had a great plan for him. He put them on their heels. They didn't adjust, and offensively, they put the leash on Mahomes and. They kept him disciplined what they're doing. Yeah. If they do that, then they're they'll get back into that level of play that they have been enjoying the last two years. I think. Yeah. Well, Dallas is still okay in the NFC East because there, there isn't a lot, a lot popping, even though Philadelphia is starting to stabilize and, and move a little bit. Uh, Washington had a big win for but, them. But Ron, let me tell you this: yeah. they will have a hell of a time beating Washington. They got to play them twice yet. I, I was going to say that, right. Washington is is now – looks like they're trying to turn the corner. That was a big win over Carolina. This past well, Heineke weekend. is – you know how I feel about that kid. Yeah, you like him. I, I first, like him too. When I first saw him play, this kid's special. Just it's He has what uh, Stafford doesn't have. He has a feel for the game. 
You know, he's got yeah. he's talented and all that stuff. He doesn't have he's not a tall guy, fast guy, big guy. All he does is make good throws when he's supposed to make it where he's supposed to throw it, you know. Mm-hmm. And those guys, they figure out a way to win, you know, and he's he's a very competitive, very competent quarterback. Um, I know people think that he should be replaced. No, I think he's a really good player. It's going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah. Now you're talking about that division in NFC East. So now Dallas is seven and three. Philadelphia second place at five and six, but they seem to have some momentum. Washington one game behind, as Mike mentioned, at four and six. But those second and third place teams appear to have some momentum. And as they we do. know, this time of the year, momentum is everything. Forget yeah. how you started. Forget the quarterback that you replaced and all of that crap. Right now, it's it's about uh, momentum and who's who's playing best. Mike, you mentioned Buffalo, the Buffalo indie game. And I, I went back and I looked at that game again on tape last night. So first, first things first, uh, the Colts came in and they balled their fist up, as we used to say, and they punched them in the face. And then they stepped back and they looked at them. Then they punched them in the face again. And, and from the opening kickoff, the Bills weren't right. It, w- it was just a physical game. Colts took control, and that's what the score indicated at the end of it. And the second thing is, Remember, that is uh, uh, Frank Reich's old stomping ground. Frank Reich came up there. They love him up there, yeah. Yeah, he came up there to kick some butt. But they also remembered that they lost in the playoff game up there last year. So all these factors came into this. And the the, the way this kid ran the ball, Jonathan Taylor, somebody asked me about MVP. I think it's too early. But if I had to pick one right now, I mean, he he is definitely – High up in the on conversation, mind. yeah, he yeah. sure is in the conversation. You know, Ron, when you when you're not a physical team, when you don't run the football well, I'm not talking about how many times you're in it, but when you're not a mm-hmm. physical team up front and you don't run it well, then when you play teams that can, since you don't see that in <laughs> practice defensively, it's hard on you. And they're not a physical team; they used to be. But somehow they've lost that. And the attempt to run is just kind of a cursory, okay, well, just, now it's time to run. We'll just run something. And then you get two yards on it. Well, we'll see, we can't run, so we got to throw it. And you have to commit in certain situations to grinding that thing out, you know. And just get first downs. They're just falling in love with getting that ball way down the field. You got to get first downs against a team like that. That's the only way you get back in. What they did, if you looked at it, is they took those downfield throws – like people have done to Seattle over the years, and they leveled off four guys back there. They just didn't give it to them. Brita, uh, with 51 yards, led the Bills in Singletary. He only had 17. Josh Allen was was a second-leading rusher with 18. But Jonathan Taylor had 185 yards rushing. And, Mike, you could tell they were in trouble from the start. And this that, that, that uh, Colts offensive line is physical. It's a shame now they got – Quentin Nelson hurt. He re-injured that angle, uh, ankle somewhere in maybe the third quarter, fourth quarter. I think it was a fourth quarter. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But they, they're very physical up front. You know, Ron, perhaps it's it's not so much about Buffalo as it is about Indianapolis and yeah. how good they're they're becoming. I think would they start off one and four or something like that? Didn't mm-hmm. they? Or, yeah, well, you know, had some early losses and yeah. loss to the Rams there. 
Uh, ugly loss. They lost right. ugly to Seattle. The quarterback wasn't playing well. Yeah. We we talked about that. But you you said the quarterback was going to come around. You said this back in week two, and I disagreed with you because I couldn't see it. He but he's run. starting to come around. He's playing good, and, and yeah. it's because of the relationship he has, of course, with the head coach here. But yeah. when you really look at it, he has not had a lot of snaps in this league. He played played good, then he got injured. He played a little bit, got injured. That's a good point. And they just got yeah. tired of him, and now he's in Indianapolis, and he's steady, and they're protecting him. Yeah. No, they, they, they are. They are. And I, I, love, I love the coach, not just because I played alongside the guy in Buffalo, but Frank Reich is a football man. He, he's going to play common-sense football. He's going to use his weapons, and he's not going to beat himself most of the time, and, and that's what I think they are, they're doing now. They're, he, they're not he has themselves. A, he has a love for this game and yeah. the players and the people in it, which is remarkable in that league because it's such an intense business atmosphere. But yeah, he, I just have a lot of respect for who he is as a man as well. Yeah, he and Andy Reid are the, are like that. They're both just unique in that profession. I think that's right. Well, Buffalo better pick it up now. All of a sudden, they're six and four. And guess what? You are now really? second in the <laughs> AFC East, my friend. And don't they have to play him twice now? They yeah, do have to play, they got play New England twice. Oh boy, yeah. Belichick is sitting back. Got him. Okay, think <laughs> yeah. about this. You got to play New England in uh, December at the end of you know November and December. You got to play New England in the cold out there, and yeah. you can't run the football. Yeah, and you can't run the football. That's, that's not right. good. No, that that that's how it goes down. That that's what that's what you earned. What do they say? You are what your record says you are. Not what the press says you are, not what you think you are, and all that good stuff. You are what the, the record says you are. And, yeah, you're right. Like, here it is. I'm looking at it. The, the uh, Patriots will see Buffalo December 6th. That's in yeah. exactly two weeks. And in between that time, Buffalo's going to have to go slug it out with Tennessee. They'll be in a bad mood because they just dropped one to Houston. Yeah. All right? So that'll, that'll make for a fun evening. And then December 26th, the day after Christmas – You've got to take on Buffalo, or uh, Buffalo will take on uh, the Patriots. Something tells me Belichick's got two big red circles around those dates. <laughs> yeah, you, you think? You think? Oh man! So the it's fun is, to watch. It's yeah. no matter what you feel about Belichick, though. It's it's fun to watch what he's done up there and resurrected the organization after that off year. And you made mention about all the you know they they sold the future you know for the immediate success in Super Bowls and whatnot. And uh-huh. they've overcome right. that and they're coming out of it. And with guys that are just, you know, basically no stars, just your average NFL player that plays his ass off, you know, your garden variety NFL yeah, player. No question. <laughs> but you know, in 01 when we played him was that way until we played, we played him up there on Sunday night and everybody's, I think they were like, I don't know. I think they were four and five, maybe. And uh, we beat him up there, but after the game, the media asked me what I thought of him. This is New England media. And I said, this is the best team we've played since I've been in the NFL. And they thought I was crazy. They were uh-huh. they knocked nine of our guys out of the game. Nine guys. They hit us right in the mouth. So, so would you say if you had to pick two teams that have not only turned things around but are, are very physical and playing really good football right now, would it be New England and Indy? No, I'd I'd have no. to pick I'd have to pick uh, Arizona. Arizona. A- Arizona. Okay, even that's another the quarterback. One. They just they're finding ways to win. You know, they they're, are. they're doing it right. 
they, they are, they are, and I, I'm not going to crown them until they get past the Rams one more time. Yeah. Just because I know the shot they're going to get from the Rams will be the Rams' best shot and possibly final shot. Because remember, the Rams have dropped two, uh, two, two wins, two games to divisional opponents, the 49ers and, and them. So they're gonna, this is going to be a big game coming up um, when they, they play the second time. Well, with around. Kyler Murray back and healthy, uh, he, uh, and they're, they're a solid football team, yeah. I just think they're better than the Rams. I do. They I, play they, better. I think they are too, yeah. And defensively, they're solid. Special teams, they do a great job. They're just a real solid team, and he's such a unique player. Um, he's probably would be my pick for the MVP. I mean, he's just really yeah, yeah. No, that's player. another MVP pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of lost sight of him just because he was out for the you know yeah. the week here or so. But but when he's back, they are different, and they need him back on that field. Well, we were talking about New England and and Atlanta. Not, not much of a game, but that was on Thursday night. So let, let's go back to that real quick. You know what happens in games like that when you're a good team like that? Um, you know, Atlanta's a terrible team right now. Yeah. How does Tennessee play the Titans and get beat? See, that won't happen with Belichick. And that's not an indictment against the head coach of Tennessee at all, but he's just not. that's just not going to happen with him. That just would never happen. You know, they, the intensity and the intensity, they just don't, they do not blink that they're just like a machine and they're, they're all in. They don't have those ups and downs and the expect the performance level never changes. They're held to that performance level every week. And, um, you know, it's about themselves. You know, they, they, it's not about who they play. It's about them and they don't play below that level every week. And that's how you do it. I don't know that Matt Ryan's going to make it through the season. Boy, that I, I've never seen a guy get beat up so bad in, just in the first half. I mean, they were hitting him, and then he messed his toe up. And you could see he was an older quarterback who had a bunch of young guys around and a system that was fractured. And it looked, they look like a team truly in transition. And that's exactly what they are. Yeah, and he's – I really like him. I've always liked him as a quarterback and yes, a, a competitor. But here's a guy at the end of his career with a bunch of young kids in a bad system mm. trying to compete, and that's, oh, a, that's, that's, that's it. That's what it was, yeah. So the uh, Mac Jones, you know, he, before the game, they showed a shot of him, and they, you know, it was pregame warm-up, and he was smiling, laughing, laughing. joking around, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, yeah. he's not caught up in – Oh my gosh, this is, this is a national game. I've really got to look good now because it's yeah. a national game. No, he was just relaxed and playing football. And, just and like who he is, Ron. I just like he's yeah. done a great job in drafting and selecting players. They get guys that compete at the highest level. They may not be as talented in some areas as other guys, but they've done a great job of preparing him and bringing him along. And he's got one of those guys got ice in his veins. You know, he's like. Yeah. You know, like uh, um, the guy that was there before. Like the guy that was there before. Right, right. Yeah, I remember talking to Tom Brady before your game, before the uh, Super Bowl down there in New Orleans. And, you know, this was, this was, oh gosh, this was like a, a kid in, in a candy store for the very first time. And I remember walking up to him at pregame warm-up and, uh, and shook hands and I said, so how you feeling? And he, he didn't answer my question. He just looked up. 
And he looked around the stadium and I thought, okay, he's, he's, you know, BS. I mean, he must be mic'd up or cameras on him or something. And he looked back down and he said, I, I, I can't believe I'm here. I said, I'm just, I'm just taking all this in. And I thought to myself, okay, you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> but I, that was just him. And yeah, some guys are like about, that. Well, they're so excited about, instead of being uh, intimidated by the opportunity, they, they just engage it and just use it and uh, they yeah. just have great fun. It's yeah. legal to have fun and play football. I mean, it yeah. is. Yeah, that's right. That's why I like Jones. I really like who he is and how he approaches the game. In the huddle, it's, it's just contrary to Belichick, which is really cool. He's got a smile on his face all the time. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think Mahomes is starting to get that back. He had that when he first started early yeah. on. Yeah, so – that, that's right. So speaking of a guy who I don't think has a smile on his face right now, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers just uh, went through the whole COVID vaccination, no vaccination drama. So now they go into Minnesota and boy, you know, he, he makes the play at the end of the game there. And I thought it was it, a done. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a done deal. And I thought it was a done deal also. When Savage intercepted the ball, but they replayed it, you know, they felt it hit the ground. And uh, Kirk Cousins, Mike, did something that I, I haven't seen Kirk Cousins do in a while. In a big game, a tight game, he brought his team back and they won the game. That was big. When you go back and look at all the games that they've lost, most all of them have been at the final play of the game. You That's know, right. At the very, very end. That's they right. could very easily just have one or two losses. They're, yep. they're good enough. And yeah. they'll make a real hard charge coming down the stretch here. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know how I feel about it. We did his first start, remember? They're playing Cleveland when he's at Washington. We did <laughs> his that, very, very first start. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I just was taken by him. I think he's, a, I've always felt like he's a very talented quarterback and a good competitor and all that stuff. I like him. But yeah. I think one of the things that happens with Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, this is just kind of how he's always been. He kind of he kind of feels you out for a quarter. In other words, there are a couple of flat throws or trying to run it, trying to get a little running game going and all that stuff. And then they kind of fall behind. Then he's okay, take the gloves off. Let's go. Let's just kind of let him play, you know. And that's he did uh, he did they did that against Minnesota. They just couldn't get anything going the first quarter. And then they kind of went into a two-minute drill the rest of the game and just let Aaron Rodgers play, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, Dallas, Baltimore. Uh, speaking to your point about close games, those are all close games that came down to either the last play, last kick, wh whatever the case. Could have won uh, easily, yeah. Yeah, that they could have won. So, And that's dangerous, Mike, because if you look at a team's record only, and, and I know in yeah, the NFL yeah. coaches yeah. don't do that, typically but players you do. look at it players well right exactly that was my point players will do that and if you look at a record only you think oh well hell minnesota's not very good we we got this game you know they came into that game uh four and five no that that's a that's a four and five team that was a four and five team that plays more like a seven and three team yeah they could have been eight and two very easily yeah. you know it, it it's like tennessee you know, you're, you're playing Houston, they're awful, they're bad on tape, and you just can't convince your players that they can beat you, you know what I mean? And no matter what you say, and then you get in that stadium and then 
It's raining, it's sloppy, and you don't have your running back and everything goes wrong. You know, it's one of those days. Oh, that's so funny you say. I know I, I've said this before, but I'm going to keep saying it because the, the, the comparisons, the parallels between coaches to other coaches is unreal. How many times have I heard my father say that? He said, yeah, he'd come home pissed off, really, because he said, you know what, this is going to be a tough game for us because we can't make him understand that this team is going to come in here ready to go because they look at record like you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, the quarterback alone should scare you. I mean, because he's capable oh. of doing some crazy things. He you know, turned little, it up, Mike. He turned up another he's level. a little bit like Kyler Murray in that respect. He can yeah. take off and go. He's quick. He's yeah. got some real uh, attributes that make it very difficult for a defense. But he's gone to another level. Now. He has. Yeah, he's done a good job with him. But, yeah. you know, early in the year when he played, he played very well. And, yeah. you know, Lovey's running the defense down there, so they're just not going to shoot themselves in the foot. They're not going to give up big plays. But No, no, that, that's right. Now, and i got to be careful what I say here because he did throw that interception. Yeah. Okay, now the kid dropped it. But if, if he holds on that ball, we're having Game a different over, conversation. Yeah, right. But, hey, you know what, it doesn't go down like that. <laughs> In this business, if, if you dropped it, you dropped it, and that's it, and they won the game. So, uh, I don't know who Tennessee has next week. I'm not sure I want to be on that team, but I think they're they'll get their full wrath. I just don't know how good Tennessee is right now on offense. They've been kind of yeah nickel and diamond people and trying to stay in games and win it at the end and all that stuff, but they're not bullying people and and just kind of ripping it up like they were earlier in the year. Right, right. And we were talking about uh, the Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, not having uh, Derrick Henry there, that, that makes a difference too. A huge maybe difference. That, yeah. maybe, maybe, Mike, that's starting to come back around. What do you think? I don't... Well, the quarterback's really ultimately not good enough to put it on his shoulders and win a game. Yeah. You know, it's a good team anyway. It's, yeah. He can for a week or two, but over the long haul, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So they have New England. We, we mentioned that earlier. So Tennessee will take on New England, and it's We're, at New England. Oh, it's at New England. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. duty right now. No, that's now, now you've got your work cut out for you. As they say, you've made life hard for yourself, but that's that's where it is. I still uh, think that's going to be a slugfest. That's, it'll be hard for them, but it'll be a tight game up there. It will be a slugfest. And remember now, that's Mike Vrabel, the former Patriot player, going back into New England to take on his old coach. So yeah. that's going to be a good one to watch. Uh, Chargers got Pittsburgh, and I, I kind of felt like that was going to happen because Pittsburgh has danced their way out of uh, the fire last couple weeks here. Probably should have lost the Bears game, got, got ugly with officiating at the end. But it, 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 in the end, the Chargers and, and Herbert uh, took care of business. They did, and he's such a good player, Ron. He's, he's the one guy who wants – if I got a chance to watch any game, I want to watch the Chargers. I just want to watch that kid play. I just – I think he's something special. I do know that defensively, you know, Brandon, he he plays very, very static and simple because they're not very good. You know what I mean, Ron? So, in other words, if they start pressuring everybody, they're just not good enough to hold up outside, you know what I mean, to eliminate some big throws. So, they just try to keep the ball in front of them and ultimately – you know, uh, they're not very good on offense. Pittsburgh's not very good. And they put a bunch of points on. So they've got to change. I think maybe what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to get out there on the ledge and bring the heat like he did to, when he was a coordinator at the Rams a little bit. But he, they're so deficient in some areas on defense personnel-wise, it's hard. 
Yeah, it's Ronaldo Hill, the defensive coordinator. He's been trying to to dial it up the right way all year, and it's it's been uh, it's been rough on him. And and they're they're so bad against the run, Mike. They're they're the last rated team in the NFL at run stopping, and that's that's not helping it. Well, one of the things I always looked at with teams that are bad against the run. First of all, look at the safeties. Because the hmm. safeties are, are the guys, the last line of defense, so to speak. They're the, they're the guys that, that keep a, a five-yard run from becoming a 25. You or, don't look at the tackles? You don't look at how they're on their front four or anything like that? No, you know, the, the, they're not keeping guys off the linebackers. Yeah. Their, def- their defensive line, their tackles just aren't keeping the offensive line off. The, so linebackers are getting cut off. But yeah, that's all right. I mean, you can just kind of move your way down the field. But when you start giving up big chunks, usually the safeties aren't fitting very good. Yeah. And uh, But when you let an offensive line get off and cut off linebackers, and it's going to be a long day for you. Yeah. The problem, yeah. the good news about that is people cannot just stand in there and slug it out with you because Herbert's going to get the ball and, you know, they're going to, in quick order, they're going to go down and put the ball in the end zone more than likely. So, yeah. but I think the way to beat him, obviously, would be <clears> to keep him on the sideline as much as you can. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati and the Raiders, since he went out to Vegas and got a win there, Raiders have dropped three in a row, three in a row since the bye week. Obviously, a lot's gone on in this organization, on and off the field. The bye week and then, of course, the tragedy that happened, and they've just never recovered from that. Yeah, no. So I, I don't know that Basaccia, the interim head coach, is going to be able to write this pirate ship, but uh, stay tuned on that one. Yeah. And the last one we're going to talk about, uh, uh, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Tough one there, and you, you mentioned it with Kyler Murray in Arizona. Yeah, I've never seen Pete melt down in a press, press conference. That was, that was a first. That was a first. You know, he is – the media have been kind of treated to a guy that's really high energy and very happy no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. It's always half full and – and he got in there and, and had that meltdown, and it's uh, he's reached the point now where I'm not sure Pete's going to stick around there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's what it looks like, and, and he's in new territory too, Mike. Yeah, he's never uh, he's never lost like this. I've never seen him lose like this. Well, here's yeah. what here's what's happened, Ron. They're not very good on defense, and that's his baby. Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson is obviously just a great football player. And they've gone through a couple coordinators now trying to satisfy that whole situation. But yeah. uh, I don't know what they are on offense. You know, they don't run the football at all. They don't – you know, they got Metcalf, who is a big-time player. But they just kind of – you know, once they people play, then they shut down those big throws. Remember at the beginning of the year we were talking about that? Mm-hmm. They shut that down right. and, and make yeah. them go the long haul. They'll they'll self destruct. You know they just have. That's 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 what it is, Mike. They've taken away the big time play, and once you do that, I, I always felt like, what do they have after that? Chris Carson's hurt. He's been hurt on and off all season. They they've had to now go to Collins as a running back. He's not scaring anyone. They don't have a run game. They've got no. nothing. No, they don't. They don't have a running game. Uh, the big play down the field with Metcalf. That's gone. Yeah. They double Lockett that. can't carry that. So they, they make you go the long, hard way, just getting first downs and getting the ball down, and they can't do that. They no. self-destruct. Yeah. They're, they're three and seven now in, in Arizona, of course, nine and two. Wow. 
Arizona's going to get to that promised land. It used to be the promised land, Mike, of 10 wins. That's what our coaches used to always say. Guys, if we get to 10, get to 10, because usually once you get to 10, you're going to be in the playoffs in a 16-game season, right? Very unusual for you not to. Right, right. So it's the race to 10, and this is why life is so hard on the the Los Angeles Rams because Arizona is sitting at 9-2 and already, okay? So I I just the season's all but done for Seattle. And, and again, like you, like you pointed out, he's, Pete Carroll's never lost like this and then can't fix. He's even brought in some of his old cronies, his old guys like Carl Smith that he's known forever. Carl Smith has been in the league a long time. Dater, yeah. Yeah, brought him back, brought some guys from SC back up there. And I, 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 I get it. It's, it's frustrating. He, he made a great point. One of the, one of the lines in his, in his speech there at the press conference was, I just don't want to ever want to get used to this. And he's, and he's talking about, I don't ever want to get used to talking and explaining losing. And I thought that was key. Yeah. I think uh, they just have too many problems to solve this year. Um, they got a lot going on up there yeah. and uh, they just are vanilla to nothing on offense. It's hard to see without Russell Wilson, you know, when he was out, you could see how bad it could be. Yeah, and now this is a 17-game schedule. Right. 17 games, 18 weeks. Mike, I think this is this year is going to be a lot about attrition as well as it is who's playing well down the stretch. Well, I think, too, that's why you have games like Tennessee had and and the Buffalo Bills had, you know, you're, the Cowboys. You know, the, it's such a long season. You have those moments where you just kind of go dark for a week or two, then you got to come back out of it. But the whole idea here is we should say this, even if you don't win the division, the whole idea is get into the playoffs. Then no matter what's happened, the rest of the season, all sins are forgiven. Would you say all sins are forgiven? All sins are forgiven. You know, it's just <laughs> they, like, they sure are, boy. you know, I was going to ask uh, the question, uh, you know, the 49ers, I think it was their second Super Bowl uh, with Walsh Air. Uh, they got beat. They went back, and got beat by the Eagles, fifty-five to six. Wow, fifty-five to six, and then they came back and won the Super Bowl that year. It happens. Wow. It just happens. Yeah, and and you know, that's you, why, yeah, you have to yeah. redirect. Even you know uh, the New England Patriots at times have gone through that. You know, yeah. there. You know, they've had that time where they stubbed their toe and. Of course, it's a one have. week deal, two week deal, and then they're back yeah. in, in a groove, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't pile on Buffalo and, and other teams that have lost Tennessee uh, because it's just one week. And I think they're good enough, Buffalo is, not to make that a habit, as is Tennessee. But problem well, that's a great is, head coach. That's a great head yeah. coach. And they have problems on defense. He'll yeah. resolve that. Uh, right. They'll go to work and they'll resolve that. What they can't resolve is they just are ineffective rushing the football. And they have to do something about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. Yeah, because you get in that situation, and like you say, you're, good, you're a good coach, you're a good team, good players, but now you, you got a, a team that has resurged, like New England, and, and now you walk, you walk into a bear trap. See, you, you just don't, you don't want to have to fight that hard. You want to win the ones you know you should win and can win, and then you go fight your ass off for the ones that you have to fight for. So Buffalo made so many mistakes in that game with turnovers, uh, you know, all those things that they did. Yeah. When you play New England, you cannot make mistakes. You have to, 
because they're not. They're not going to make a mistake no matter what. They're not going to have penalties. They're not going to turn the ball over. All those things that get you beat, they're just not going to do it. No, you're not going to get that. You know? We're going to move on, Mike, to uh, next week's games. But before we do, let me just close out Dallas here because this kind of puts in perspective now how big this loss to Kansas City may have been. They now have, the Cowboys have tw- uh, three games in 12 days because they're on this Thanksgiving circuit. So they're going to play the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, that's uh, two days from now, by the way. Right. Then they've got the Saints uh, on Sunday night, uh, December 2nd, and that's at the Saints. Then they've got the Washington football team at Washington on the 12th. Okay, so that's three games, 12 days. And then the remaining three games or the three games after the Raider game are all on the road. Saints, Washington, New York Giants on the road. Key, key situation here, key moment in their schedule. I think the, to their benefit, I think the fact that they are playing a team in the Raiders right now, that's on a really a downward spiral. Oh, that's going to help. And I think you, you had the same thing with the Saints. They are, ready, they are really struggling right now. Yeah, they're really having, and they've lost the tight end now too, and the back is dinged up, and you know, um, you got the same. Well, you got the Saints. Oh, and then New York, the Giants. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Three of the four teams are teams that they should win. The Washington Redskins at the Redskins that or Redskins. I guess I can't say that. The Washington football team. That's going to be a tough one for them. Yeah, and the Saints have hit a a roadblock or or a, a speed bump. And it's like they hit another speed bump. It's like, you know, sometimes you drive through a parking lot and there's there's double speed bumps. Well, they've got triple speed bumps. They just can't seem to get back on track. You know, they keep, you know, they're, they're a team full of injuries, though. You know, the quarterback, of course, when he went out, now the back goes out, the tight end's out. Yeah. They've had a whole host of injuries, and it's really hurt them. Uh, they're struggling right now, and I don't, I don't know if they can overcome that. Yeah, they did sign Taysom Hill to a nice forty nice million dollar contract. I'm glad they did that, yeah, yeah, and I, I think they're saying to, to Taysom, "Hey, you're you're our guy now, so uh, just don't get crazy. Uh, you know, don't start thinking about you know, what we're going to do with you next year and all that kind of good stuff." But right, yeah, so that that that'll help. All right, let, let on the next week's games. Uh, we already talked about Raiders Cowboys. You'll see that in a couple of days. Uh, there, there's uh, some other games popping up. Uh, Buffalo uh, will take on the Saints, and that that'll be down in New Orleans, and that's not going to be easy. Again, the Saints coming off a loss. Well, they're good on defense, up. and they'll create yeah. problems for Buffalo because yep. they are good on defense. So yeah, and that 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 environment's going to create problems. That's a it hard is. place to play. It's a hard place to play. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh will take on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, another one of those bounced back teams. They're six and four now. I don't know if people know that they're six and four Steelers, not far behind five, four and one, but they're a very different five, four and one than I just kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, I really feel like Cincinnati is just going to get all over them. I think they'll win that one handily. I really do. And that game is in, uh, in Cincinnati as well. Yeah. That's a big game, of course, obviously. And I think Burrow's playing good. Mixon's playing lights out. They had a real good game here, uh, last Mm -hmm. week. And, um, you know, and then you're, to your point about the receiver joining the quarterback, you know, the two kids from the same LSU, and it's, you know, it's got to, you know, they're, uh, they're catching fire again. Yep, yep. Uh, the Buccaneers taking on the Colts. 
that'll be a fun game now. That's in Indianapolis. And and I know what Indy's thinking. They say, this, this is our chance to make a statement. Well, I think that uh, they're just hitting Indianapolis right at the peak, right at the crest. You know, they've struggled. Mm-hmm. They're coming back. So they're at full strength, too. They're rolling pretty good. This will be a hard, hard game for the Bucs. It'll be a hard game. Yeah, and they'll get after hard. the quarterback now. They'll get after yeah, Brady. They, they will. They'll make life yeah, miserable. He's not, you know, he still can throw the ball well and all that, mm-hmm. but his he, they get around his feet a little bit, and that's yeah. where he has problems. So Yeah, he took off and ran one Monday night, and they made it seem like he just won the, the men's 100-meter final in the Olympics. But Well, they were holding the, the, bags, so what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The defense alignment didn't have gear on. You know, they were just – holding bags. Oh, that's – it was awful. I mean, didn't it look like a seven-on-seven seven drill? So, okay, so for our listeners, when, when Coach says holding bags, so what happens in practice is, you know, you're giving looks for the opposing team. And back in the day, you'd hold the bag. Now they're all remote controlled, automated. But you'd hold the bag, and then the guy would come in and wham, knock the bag out. And if you didn't get your knee out of the way, you'd get your knee blown out and all that. So that's what it looked like the Giants defense was doing. They were holding bags. It was awful. No pass rush, nothing, you know. So, but anyway, uh, it'll be different for them. It's, they're they're going to get challenged pretty good, I think. Like, too bad. They, they still didn't. are not on the same page with those receivers, though. Did you see that screen they got picked? No, nah, they're not on the same page. They couldn't figure out who's going to get the screen out there. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Antonio Brown didn't play. He's, he's nah. going through his little stuff. And they say he's got an ankle as well as his little stuff going on off the field there. But, yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, let me see. Carolina and Miami. Now, Miami's an interesting team. I, uh, I had a chance to speak with someone over the weekend inside the Dolphins organization. And they, uh, they, were, they were very complimentary of Tua and, and – the media seems to rain down on Tua for some reason. I, I don't know. But this is going to be interesting because now Tua's back in two games in a row. They got two wins, and they seem to have some energy back. It's five and six Carolina taking on four and seven Miami. I think that growth for a quarterback when you come in a league like that, it takes some time. And, you know, there's a confidence where you get deflated and you're not playing good. And, and yeah. there's that moment, and I think he's gone through that, where all of a sudden – Okay, I got this. I got this. And I think he's gone through that. I've seen many quarterbacks go through that, many of them. And had a couple in college, one in college who had to bench him, and he came back and just caught fire, and we got Mm. going. So it's just – it happens. And I think that's what's happened with him. I think he's going to be a real good player. But he had to go through that. Had to go through it, right. He had to go through getting benched and being on the bench and watching from the sideline to where all of a sudden you say, okay – that's enough of that, you know, yeah, exactly. He's gone through that. And I, I think he's going to be real good. I really do. Now, can, will the chargers go to Denver and slip up? Okay. Cause they're six and four, the chargers, but they're going to play a pretty, I don't, I don't, I don't want I'm not going to use the word solid, a pretty unpredictable five and five Bronco team. Let's, let's say I think that. unpredictable is a great term for them. I think yeah. defensively they'll have a real good plan for the chargers if they can keep the Chargers off the field, uh, run the football effectively, go down, play field position, get a score, either field goal or touchdown, I think the Broncos will will have a chance in this. But you know what? I'm such a Charger fan. You know, my hope is that the Chargers go there and just get healthy again. You know, so right. It's gonna be tough. But I they think better it's get gonna off be. The... It'll be hard for them. It'll be hard yeah. for the Chargers because they're just really yeah, yeah. struggling on defense. 
Yeah, yeah, and then they better get off to a good start too. I but know you know, that. this is like the Don Coryell years. They were great on offense, and remember Tom Bass was the defensive coordinator way back when, you know, in the seventies or whatever, in the eighties, uh-huh. and they just they were terrible on defense, but great on offense. You know, and that's yeah. kind of the same. And that's something for years they were like that, boy. But they could they could air it out, Mike. And I know yes, you're you're a Sid Gilman disciple and in, in, in vertical passing game, and we've talked about that for many years. That was they, you know the league likes to to, to talk about entertaining football and, and make rules and changes to keep the ball in the air. And it, that was entertaining football. The way they used to throw it around, Air Coriel. Yeah. Oh man, and even Charlie! Before, like you said, even before mm. in the old AFL days, it, it was fun to watch the Chargers play. And oh, it is. They're just since I was a kid, small kid, it's the Chargers always. Lance always. San Diego Chargers. Yeah. 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 There's no action. I've got two signed jerseys by Lance always. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> What was his best route? I, I know I'm getting, I'm getting it long on time. It, what the was biggest his best deal, route? The big, <laughs> you just throw the ball up to him on a go route, and he's going to levitate. What, what did he run the 40 in? Oh, he was incredibly fast. You know, he's a running yeah. back at Arkansas. Oh, no, I didn't know that. He didn't come I in didn't the league that. as a wide receiver. They made him one. And wow. uh, he was incredibly fast. He had real wow. serious speed. Yeah. But he could, he could get up at full speed. He could get up in the air and just pluck the ball over the – Embarrassed him. You just embarrassed him. Jeez, Billy man. Baird, I used to coach with Billy Baird in college at Fresno State. And Billy Baird was on the Jets team that, you know, go out there and play him all the time. And, mm-hmm. and um, Billy said, you just, you get shocked by his speed when he came off the ball. So you had to, and of course, Billy wasn't as fast. So you had to adjust, <laughs> you know, you yeah. had to sell him and you had to kind of route read and do your homework on him. Otherwise he's going to go by you. Uh, one, one of these days, we're going to spend some time on, on that. We're, we're going to dedicate a podcast. And I know I'm putting our, our Emmy Award winning producer, Roy Hamilton, on the spot here because now he's got to make time for us. But we're going we're gonna to dedicate a podcast before the season's over to vertical passing game and the origins of it and how it evolved and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and Mike, you, I'm just going like, to tee you up and then I'm going to go, you know, hit some balls on the golf course or something. And you're going to get into that for an hour. Cause I know you can talk for like 10 hours on that. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. It's just, um, it's all predicated course on defense and whatnot, but you yeah. got to have those guys that can get vertical too. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 That's the primary deal. So, yeah. All right, Mike, we're going to end with, uh, the Rams and the Packers. Uh, that's, that's, uh, well, I, I lied. We're going to end with, the. Uh, the Vikings and 49ers. Let's talk about Rams Packers. Well, I think where's the game played? That's in Green Bay. It's in Green Bay. Green That'll Bay's be beat up. Yeah, Green Bay's beat up. Game. Now Aaron's got a toe going on. Oh, I don't Le- care about the toe. They're just yeah. a little lidocaine in the toe and he'll be fine. <laughs> a little lidocaine, you know a little painkiller. It's a toe. A come doctor on. Doctor feel good. Right. Please. You know, right. How and many Aaron's- guys had turf toe? Right? I know. He's- I know. You get that and they go in, they cut it and relieve it, and then they get oh, a little light. After yeah. the game, they, they can't walk, you know, but during the game, they're fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Aaron's give playing it up, too. Yeah. He's talking about how sore it is and all yeah, that stuff. So, care. but what is serious, uh, they've got a left tackle issue. Uh, their they left do. tackle, uh, Elgton Jenkins, went out. He's gone for the year, blew his knee out. Now, remember, he was a guard who moved over to left tackle. Okay, uh, trying to place, uh, fill the hole for David Bakhtiari, who, 
Battieri should be back he should like, be literally back. any yes. week now. They, it's, uh. it's, it's, it's like a cliffhanger. They keep saying this week, this week. No, not this week. This week, this week. No, they, they had to be saving him for this one right here, though. You got Aaron yeah. Donald coming into town along with Von Miller. Come on. Yeah. What are you paying him all that money for if you're not going to play, play him this week? Well, it's going to be a heck of a – this might be one of the best games of the season. Yeah, that's a terrific defense up in Green Bay. Yeah. You know, Joe's done a great job with that, the defense up there. Uh, and offensively, even with the, the running back gone, Jones, they've, they're still running the football well with Green Bay. So I just – you know, I just don't uh, – I'm not all in on the Rams. You know, I just think they're underachieving a little bit. And uh, that's, you know, yeah. had a long association with them. You like to see them win, but – Defensively, they're kind of you know, very vanilla, and, and uh, if they want to be vanilla up there, they're going to get lit up. Right, right. And Aaron Jones didn't play last week for Green Bay, so he, him being on the field, they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to take the blueprint that uh, several teams have used, used against the Rams this year, namely Tennessee without Derrick Henry, and just smash them out of them. So they know they're going to get that part of it. But I think it's key how Matthew Stafford, walks into this stadium. He can't walk in there like the Matthew Stafford that got thumped as a Detroit Lion. He better walk in there like he's got some guys behind him now. But, you know, they've got their receivers back now, too. The Packers do. Yeah, yeah. I know. They got I those know. guys back. I think they're close to being at full strength. You know, obviously the back's out, but yeah, I, I just think that uh, Packers might be too much for them. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That, uh, that's going to be the first game I'm going to watch. That's so. a, that's a, yeah, that's that's a great game. game. Yeah. That's going to be a game. Yeah, could could get a little snow too. You know that happens this time of year up there. Maybe Some of those better. California guys. Have, what is that out there? <laughs> oh boy! I got to tell right. you a quick story about. Okay, yeah. The Rams going to the Packers. <laughs> I was with the Rams when we were in LA, and we we're going up there to play them in December. What year was this? It. I think it was probably ninety four. Uh, no, I was gone. 93, maybe. 93, yeah. nine, maybe it's 93. Yeah. So anyway, we're, um, we're in the locker room, and it's uh, I think it's like two or four degrees out. And guys are trying to get their long johns on, and they're, in a, they're getting in a fist fight over long johns. They want, oh. and one guy wanted a double set on. He's going to be on the oh. side. Guy's, <laughs> so you get all this stuff going. The guys are putting Vaseline in their faces and – you know, I, I grew yeah. up in South Dakota and I coached in Minnesota and I just put my stuff on. I said, this is a big deal. And so I get in, I get in the end zone. You come out that tunnel, right? And I walk out to midfield and I felt like my face froze stiff. My ears and my nose hurt so bad, I sprinted to the locker. <laughs> and I got those ear muffs and he I put Vaseline on my face. And I said, oh, I forgot yes, what that sir. felt like. Two that degrees. That's called the frozen tundra, Mike. And then when the wind goes, oh, yeah. Man, that's yeah. cold. I don't know if I've ever been as cold as I was in that short five minutes yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Can, and now that, that was, would you say it was two degrees? Yeah. Okay. So I played in one that was about eight degrees, and then the wind chill probably kicked it down to minus four or five. And uh, my mouthpiece froze up. I remember we were playing the Lions. I went to put my mouthpiece in. I almost broke my tooth. The mouthpiece, <laughs> plastic, hard plastic. Is that? It was what a mouthpiece is made of. Everyone knows that. Yeah, that sucker was like frozen. A yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, so boy. this is we're in the like the second quarter, and they'd scored, and uh, yeah. we get we get a kickoff. We start off on the twenty. 
David Lang from uh, NIU, uh, Northern Arizona, rather. He's our tailback, and he is like a 10, 200-meter guy. He could flat go. So we do a pitch to David. We, we're going to call this pitch. It was a sweep left. Anyway, they're calling for David because Ernie wants to pitch him the ball, right? And David's over on the sideline. He's got his feet up against, you know, those jets that blow the flames out there? Yeah. The He's jet. got his feet up there trying to warm them, and they caught fire. Yeah, his feet caught yep. fire. Yep. So he's running down the sideline trying to get in the game, and they're trying to douse a fire on his feet. He goes in the huddle, Ron, and his toes are smoking. His toes are – they pitch him the ball, and the sucker runs all the way down to the two-yard line. So he takes his thing 78 yards. You tackle him on the two. <laughs> they still have his, those shoes, I think, in the in the uh, equipment room up there. We call him hot foot after that, you know. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's talk about our final game here. Boy, this is going to be a good one, too. This is the Minnesota Vikings, and we just talked about a nice win over Green Bay this past weekend. Going out to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, two teams rolling pretty well right now. You know, it's interesting because the 49ers have just kind of found their stride on how they're going to win games. The last two weeks, of course, yeah. since the Rams and uh, this past week, they just grinded out. They'd have these 10, 11-minute drives, and – that's a perfect fit. That's the what you want to do against a team that's hot on offense right now, like Minnesota. So, I think it's gonna. I, I would say that the 49ers will win this one. I think they'll play keep away and play real efficient football, and I think it'll be hard for Minnesota. Yeah, 49ers now officially third place in in the NFC West, behind the Rams and behind the leader Arizona. But the way they're playing, and again, folks, got to remember, there's one extra game added to the end of the season here. So there's still plenty of time for them to do something. There is. They get a shot at uh, the Rams again, too, don't they? Have, they've just played them one time here yeah, two weeks ago. So, they, get, they get them again. Yeah. And they get them up at their place now. So that'll be interesting, too. So they're just now kind of finding their identity, I believe. You know, they're committed to the running game. They do a great job of it real efficient with the quarterback and they're protecting their defense They're playing real good football. Yeah. And, and Mike, yeah, that game will, will actually be in LA because that That's last right. game was up yeah. in San Francisco. That was, that was the, uh, <laughs> the scene of the crime for uh, Matthew Stafford's wife. I guess uh, a fan was heckling and she threw a frozen pretzel at him. I heard it was a good throw. So that, that's, you know, it's interesting, Ryan, you just don't, people don't realize to the family, how hard it is to the family, these players and coaches and yeah. these words and all that stuff that said that they, it's great fun for them, but it's brutal for family members. It is. Yeah. And that's sad that someone's got to sit up there and, and, and just go after yeah. player's wife, knowing, knowing that they're vulnerable. She is, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. These gnats are starting to eat me up out here, man. I'm in the desert. Man. It's beautiful. It's the blue. That's, it's the no, blue. no, it's the not blue Mike. Off, Mike, it's bugs not. Will, oh, bugs Mike. won't bother you if you take that blue one. Ah, hey, like like they say, Mike, you My know hair. what? You'll get another <laughs> shot at them next year. Just We'll put your name down. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Fun right, as Ryan. always, man. See you next week. All right. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we break down this season's rookie report cards. And don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little.
So long, everybody. Run it again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.